Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for May 17th, 2023. I have the privilege and the honor to be able to share the word of God on a daily basis on this thing called today's word. In December of 1997, the Lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox. Well, back then, not a lot of people had email, so I started with eight of my friends, and I've been doing today's word pretty much five days a week for, for 25 years. And uh, we started the video portion about 13 years ago. And so we have thousands of videos online and we just share the word of God. We do this on a daily basis. We share the word of God with you. We go to a passage of scripture. We read it uh, right now in this thing uh, called the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, John chapter 11. And then we glean nuggets from it. I ask you every day the question, so what does this mean for you today? So if you're new here, that's the format. We get insight from God, and then we close out with a declaration of faith. I hope that you get ready to receive what God is about to tell you. So we've been learning life lessons from the miracle of Lazarus. This is actually like a recap of it, but this is part five of the recap. We're already in part 81 of the overall series. I've been teaching this thing all year. We've been learning about the miracles of God, the miracles that God performed through the life of Jesus, and this understanding of the miracles is helping us to elevate our faith and to see things from God's point of view. Today, this morning, you are going to shift your perspective over the next few minutes, over no matter what you're facing, you're going to learn how to see things from God's point of view and how to enter into God's rest. Get ready for the word. Put this in the chat as we get started. I enter into God's rest. I want to learn how to look at things from God's perspective. You can put in the chat, I'm looking at things from God's point of view. When we shift our perspective from a human perspective to God's perspective and learn how to look at our situations and circumstances from God's point of view, it helps us to enter into God's rest. Say amen to that. All right. Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture that we've been looking at all year. It's a scripture that at our church we're meditating on. We believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. We believe that, yes, 2022 was a difficult year for many, and going all the way back to the pandemic, it's like some people lost something along the way, and there was areas of their heart that became dry. But in this season, watch this, we're meditating on this all year long. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us unto the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us. Think about a stream, a river. Now, I'm not talking about these little streams. I'm talking about like if, you, if you're from the islands, if you go to the Caribbean, I mean like a river that's flowing like that, right? Think about that. There's a river flowing, yes, and it's streams of refreshing flowing over us until every dry area in your heart is drenched again. I'm, put this in the chat. No dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to be dried up. I'm talking about fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. Lord, do it again. All right. So anyway, John chapter 11, that's what we've been looking at. So I don't, I don't we've been looking at this miracle for over a month now and uh, we've covered the miracle. We've covered all the miracles, but we're seeking to continually glean some nuggets from it as I close out. Uh, I'm taking my time closing out the series because we've been in this series for over five months. So what does this mean for you today as we go back to John chapter 11? I'm only going to share with you two things this morning. Both things are related 
but both things are going to help you to shift your perspective. Put in the chat, I shift my perspective. I see things from God's point of view. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. God's ways are higher than our ways. That's from Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. God is saying, listen, hey, I know you're down there on the earth and I'm up here in heaven and I see everything and I know everything and I can do everything. But I want you to know that my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And, and if you can ever, as a son or as a daughter of God, shift your perspective from a human point of view to a godly point of view and start to look at your circumstance and situation from God's point of view, it will be a completely different situation. The disciples didn't understand what Jesus was doing when he waited and he didn't go raise Lazarus from the dead. And when they found out that he was dead, they were like, oh my God, they were confused. Mary and Martha were frustrated because Jesus didn't show up on their timeline. They wanted, watch this, they wanted him to do it the way that they wanted him to do it. They wanted him to do it when he. they wanted him to do it. Sometimes God's what? Sometimes God's when, sometimes God's how is not what you expect. And so his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And we have to be reminded of that from time to time, because if not, we're like, hey, God, I expected you to do this. Let's pray for X. And I expected X. And if X doesn't show up, well, maybe God, you know, let me move on. Stop. Why don't you slow down for a minute and just think about the fact that God's ways are above your ways. His thoughts above your thoughts. So maybe God is still God. Maybe God is still moving. Maybe God is still moving pieces around on the chessboard. It's just that he's not going to do it when you wanted him to do it. He's not going to do it how you wanted him to do it because his ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. You got to learn how to enter into God's rest and trust God. Know that God is still God. Put in the chat, God is still God. God's plans are perfect. And ultimately, what God wants to do in our lives will work out for our good, ultimate good anyway. So to walk with God effectively, there will be moments like this moment right now in your life where you have to be reminded, which is why the Holy Spirit told me to remind you that his ways are above our ways so that we can shift our perspective. When we are facing trials and tribulations, our human perspective often limits our understanding. Why? Because I told you before that humans are limited by time and space. But God's view is an eternal perspective, an eternal view. God knows the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46 and 10. And so because God knows everything, when when God leads us to shift our perspective, to look at things from his perspective, from an eternal perspective, it really changes the way we look at it. And if you can change the way you look at it, it will change the way you feel. It will change the way your heart, you know, your, your heart condition, all of that. I'm going to use something I'm not going to get too specific, but I'm going to use something that's actually going on right now. So my wife was uh, at the hospital yesterday for a situation that's going on. And my pastor was there, my spiritual father, Pastor Tony Brazelton. And um, when she got home and she told me something that Pastor Tony said, it really blessed me richly because God used him to take the people that are there and shift their perspective from a human perspective to a godly point of view. And just like what he said, and once the perspective was shifted, then the hearts of the people present were at rest. I mean, like that is a completely different thing. When you you could be in the middle of something and pulling your hair out and freaking out and, oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do and crying and weeping and all of that. And then 
if you can get a revelation from heaven concerning God's perspective of the thing, and if you can shift your perspective from a human perspective to a godly point of view, and you start to look at it from God's perspective, it will be amazing how your heart will enter into God's rest. It will be a completely different experience when you start to look at things from God's point of view. This We have to remind ourselves that God is still God and his plans are comprehensive. He knows what he's doing, even when sometimes it's not what we want and even if sometimes it's not how we want. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. Jesus was like, look, look, I know that these people are freaking out. I know that they're crying. I know that they're mourning. I know that they sealed the tomb. I know that my disciples, they don't have a clue. I know that they, you know, oh, I got it. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. Jesus was, was, was no, he was at peace. God's plans for your life are still good. God is still God. God, God is still moving pieces around on the chessboard. It may not be what you want. It may not be how you want. It may not be when you want, but God is still God. And when you shift your perspective to God, this is why I, I thank God for my pastors. Uh, I, I thank God for my spiritual covering. That's just a word like that, a revelation from God, just shifting your perspective to God's point of view. It can change your internal state. It can change everything. It can change the outlook. Why? Because you've changed the perspective. You got to know that God in his infinite wisdom has a comprehensive plan and his plans will far surpass our narrow expectations. See, for us, we're caught up in the moment, but God is looking for, he's looking at everything. God is God. He was looking, Jesus was looking at how the father wanted to be glorified in this situation. Mary and Martha just wanted Jesus to be healed. If, I mean, Lazarus to be healed. If Lazarus had been healed as soon as they sent word for Jesus, then this big miracle would not have happened. The glory of God would not have gone out. All of these things that happened, even with the Pharisees wanting to kill Jesus, none of that would have happened if they would have gotten what they wanted. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus wanted a quick healing. Hey, send a messenger, messenger to Jesus. Jesus, the one that you love is sick. Don't worry. As soon as Jesus hears it, he could just say, be, and you're healed, right? But that's what they wanted. Sometimes what we want is too narrow. Sometimes what we want is just fixated on the moment. Sometimes we want quick relief, but God is working something that is bigger than what we want. So we have to know that God, listen, sometimes God is working on something that is much larger than what we're thinking about. So we must shift our perspective. God's wisdom is almost unfathomable for our finite minds. It's, it's, it's almost too much for us to even wrap our, our little bitty minds around. The, the wisdom of humans is profoundly limited. The wisdom of God is boundless. Like, I mean, like to think it's, it's hard for you and I to understand, put in the chat, God knows everything. It, it is so hard for us to, to understand. It's like, I'm going to use the title of the movie. Uh, this was a weird movie to, to me anyway. My son liked this movie, but everything all together, all at once, right? Like that's God. Like God knows everything all together, all at once. I mean, like, think about that. It's hard for us to understand it. It's hard for us to comprehend the fact that God knows everything there ever was and everything there ever will be. And he knows it everything all together, all at once. He knows everything, everything from every time. God is in every, and watch this, God is in every time at the same time. God is right now with you and I, but at the same time, because he's in eternity and outside of time, at the same time, he's with us right now in 2023. But at the same time, he's with Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. At the same time, he's 2,000 years from now. God is 
mind blown. You can't understand that. Like as a human, you can't get that. Everything all together, all at once. God, God is God, man. God knows everything. God, God knows. He knows your thoughts before you think them, your actions before you take them, your words before you speak them. He knows everything you've ever done and everything you will ever do. He knows everything that was and everything that ever will be. God is God. And sometimes we got to be reminded that God is God. Sometimes we got to be reminded because we're we're freaking out in the moment. Sometimes we got to be reminded that we don't know. Like we compared to God, we know nothing. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12. For now we see, but a faint reflection in riddles and mysteries through a reflection. It's almost like we're looking through a reflection in a mirror. But one day we're going to be able to see face to face. One, one translation says, we see dimly or darkly through like a stained glass or something. He says, my understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will stand before God face to face. One day I will understand everything just as everything about me is fully understood. He says right now, everything about me is fully understood by God, but one day I'm going to be right now. Come on, man. We don't understand. Paul's like, we have no way of understanding. Remember Paul was caught up into heaven. He saw things. He says, I saw things that are unlawful for a man to see. I saw things that I can't even talk about it. Oh my God, heaven. He said, I was in heaven, y'all. He said, nah, nah. So right now down here, we see darkly. We we don't know nothing. I mean, like the little bit, like the little bit of wisdom that we operate in is nothing compared to God. He says, one day we're going to see God face to face. And when we do, then we will understand just as right now we are understood. God understands us. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. He understands us, man. He under, Jesus understood what Mary and Martha were going through, but he also understood what he needed to do. And so God understands us. One day we're going to understand just as just like we are being right now currently understood. We got to understand that we don't understand. Put in the chat, I understand that I don't understand. Like like yeah, put that in the chat. I understand that I don't understand. Listen, I don't I we we only know the little bit that God blesses us to know in this moment. But we are so finite compared to God. God is everything all together all at once. <laughs> Beyond that, God is God. His ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. That leads me to my second point for today. So number two is trust God's plan even when you don't know what he's doing. Put in the chat, I will trust God even when I don't know what he's doing. I have to learn how to trust God even when I don't know what he's doing. Mary and Martha didn't know what Jesus was doing. As a matter of fact, They were so clueless that when Jesus showed up and he was ready to do it, they couldn't get it, especially Martha. Martha was oblivious to what Jesus was trying to say. She was oblivious to what Jesus was trying to do. All they wanted was their brother to be healed before he died, and he didn't, and they didn't understand it. You got to trust that God knows what he's doing. Say that. Say, Lord, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And so Jesus had a greater plan in mind, and we have to trust that God has a purpose and God has a plan. There's a certain level of mystery to walking with God. We are the just and we live by faith, right? So let's talk about living by faith. There's a certain level of mystery to walking with God. I've told you this like a gazillion times. It's worth repeating. If you're the type of person that needs to know everything, if you're the type of person that needs to have a a six-month plan, a one-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a long-term plan, If if you're the type of person that has to have all your I's dotted and T's crossed before you launch out, 
you're going to have a hard time walking with God. <laughs> you're just going to have a hard time walking with God because there's a certain level of mystery to walking with God. God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. God is not going to tell you everything. God is not going to tell you everything up front. You want to know everything up front. You want, I need to know everything before we start. Well, you may either A, be delayed before you start, or B, you may never start. You may never start if you got if you need to know everything, because God is not going to tell you everything. If God told you everything, you wouldn't need faith. Jesus didn't, I've told you this before as well. God will reveal himself but he doesn't have to explain himself. Put that in the chat. God will reveal himself, but he doesn't have to explain himself. Jesus showed up after four days. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He was like, okay, I'm here now. I'm here to reveal myself. But you know what you cannot find in John, John chapter 11? Jesus explaining himself. At no point did Jesus say, hey, Mary, hey, Martha, come here for a minute. Man, I love you guys, and I'm so sorry that you were crying. I'm so sorry that you were mourning. I'm so sorry that you had to bury your brother. But the Father has a plan, and his plan is bigger than our plans. Watch this. Let's go over to the tomb. The Father's going to raise him from the dead, and he's going to be glorified. Did Jesus say that? No. Did Jesus try to explain himself at all? No, not at all. The, the Lord will reveal himself, but he doesn't have to explain himself. Okay, maybe after the miracle. After the miracle, after Lazarus was alive and, and they, they loosed that man and let him go, did Jesus have dinner with them and say, hey, man, I'm sorry that you, you guys had to go through this, but you know the Father had bigger plans and he's going to be glorified. Did Jesus do that? No. Why? Because God will reveal himself. But he doesn't have to explain himself. Listen, for you to, for you to walk with God, you're going to have to live by faith. Faith is necessary to walking with God. Faith is required. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Our church family is believing God for something right now. And we're believing God for And we want to see the manifestation of it. We're believing God. We're believing and receiving. But watch this. Even if it doesn't happen, or if it happens, or if it happens the way that we didn't want, or that way, the way that we didn't expect. Whatever happens, God will manifest himself, but he will not explain himself. God doesn't have to explain himself to us. God is God. Say amen to that. So to live by faith, there will be times where, where to live by faith, you will have no clue what's going on. There will be times where you don't know, that you don't understand what is going on. But when it's all said and done, just know that God's plans are still God's plans. His plans and purposes will prevail. Many are the intents, Solomon said, of a man's heart, but God's purposes and his plans will prevail. In the end, God is still God. So you got to be comfortable with a certain level of discomfort. Put in the chat, I am comfortable with discomfort. You got to be comfortable with a certain level of discomfort. You must be certain that there's a certain level of uncertainty to walking with God, right? So you, you got to know that you're not going to know everything. You're not going to understand everything. You're not going to comprehend everything, but you have to walk with God by faith. You have to embrace, put this in the chat. I embrace the uncertainty, the uncertainty of what's going on. I embrace it. I understand that, that there's a certain level of unknown to walking with God, and I'm going to walk into the unknown. We serve a God that will drive you, lead you by the Holy Spirit to leave the predictable, to go into the uncertain. We serve a God that will cause you to leave the predictable, 
to go into something that seems unreliable, right? And, but but it's called the adventures of faith. Put in the chat, say, I live the adventures of faith. Living by faith is exciting, right? Sometimes you don't know what's going to happen next. Living by faith is exciting. That's why you have to choose faith over understanding. L listen, wouldn't it be a shame for you to, to walk with God 20, 30, 40, 50 years, die, go to heaven and find out you never lived by faith. You never really had exciting adventures of faith. You never had experiences with God. You went to church, you, knew, you sang some hymns, you either clapped on the first and third beat, that's one church. Second and fourth beat, that's another church. You know, whatever. Like you sang the songs, you, 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 you memorized some hymns, you know what to say, all of that but you never live by faith. I'm, I'm talking about adventures. You got to have some adventures to walking with God. You got to choose faith over understanding. But you got to live by, living by faith means that, that sometimes the path ahead is going to be uncertain. The outcome is going to be unclear. And God wants you to go down that road. Uncertain, unclear. I don't understand. I'm not sure but I'm sure that you're leading me this way. Now, what's going to happen? I'm not sure, but I'm sure that you're leading me this way. So what's going to happen in that point? I know it's going to be good. I may not know what God is going to do. I may not know what God is up to, but I, I do know this. 28 years of walking with God, I do know this. It's going to be good. It's going to work out for my good. It is a thrilling journey. I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. And the, I'm having experiences with God. It's, it's en encounters of the God kind. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing God. I'm not just reading God. I don't know just know God from a book. I know God through experiences. The more you walk by faith, the more you experience God, it, it will get you to the point, watch this, where you truly trust God and you enter into God's rest. There's a certain level of peace. Philippians 4 and 7 says, there's a peace that transcends all understanding. There's a peace that, that, that baffles psychologists and psychiatrists. There's a peace where you're like, I know it's going to work out for my good. And, and people are like, girl, you should be freaking out right now. And you're like, you're praising when they expect you to be perplexed and you are entering into God's rest. Why? Because you've been through so much already that you know it's going to be good. Listen, when I don't know what God is up to and when I have no clue of what he's doing, I'll close with this point. Since I know God loves me, I know it's going to be good. That's it. Since I know God loves me, I know it's going to be good. Put in the chat. I know God loves me. If you know God loves you, like I'm convinced, I'm fully persuaded, God loves me. Even when I say, Lord, I love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. Yeah, even that. Not really. I mean, like, do you really? Like, even I try. I couldn't even love God without the grace of God. So the, it's not about, oh, me loving. No, no, no. It's God loving me. I know God loves me. I know God loves me with an unconditional, unyielding, supernatural, everlasting, incomprehensible love. Like his love is, is beyond understanding. And since I know that God loves me, I believe it's going to work out for my good. That's it. B because I know that God loves me and, I, and I'm, I'm walking with him and I'm not doing dumb stuff. Like if, I'm, if I sow bad seed, I'm going to get a bad harvest. Come, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not doing dumb things. I'm not operating in rebellion. I'm not rejecting God. I'm walking with God. My heart is malleable. I'm submitted to the Holy Spirit. I'm listening for the divine impulses. 
and I know God loves me. And as I'm doing this, there are going to be moments where, God, I, I don't know what you're doing. I know your ways are above my ways and your thoughts are above my thoughts and you're leading me down this way. I don't know who, the, this is not in my notes, by the way, so I don't know who this is for. But God, I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you're leading me to do, even, even though I really don't understand it. And, and even, even though I'm leaving like something that's certain for something that's not. I'm, I'm leaving something that's predictable <laughs> for something that's not. Oh my God, what are we doing here? But I'm going to do it, God, because you're leading me to do it. These are the messages in the miracles. This is how we get to experience God. This is the life of faith and is what we're called to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh, that was good. That was for somebody. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I live by faith. This means I am literally living by every word you reveal to me. I base my decisions on what you say. Even when I cannot validate what you said with my physical senses. I live beyond the natural. The supernatural is now natural to me. Living this way, I grow comfortable with a certain level of discomfort and mystery. When I don't know what to do, I keep my eyes on you. I trust you even when I don't know what's going on. In the end, I know it's going to be good. Father, your ways are above my ways. Your thoughts are above my thoughts. Your plans are better than mine. Therefore, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Now, here's the thing. This, this is something I don't understand. You get the messages for free, my notes. If I'm giving you my notes every day for free, why would you not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I feel led to, to mention this. This may be for somebody. The, I'm about to. Put, I'm finishing up one, another book, but the book uh, "Level Up Your Life." I've gotten so many testimonies from that book. If you don't have "Level Up Your Life," in uh, it's available in paperback, in hardcover, in digital form, and in Audible. If you if you don't have that book, get it. "Level Up Your Life" by Rick Pena is going to be a blessing to you. All right. So I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want 
access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 